For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Amen. Open your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse number 12 today. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse number 12. As we're going through the book of Corinthians, we're in the 2 Corinthians now. Paul has written to the church at Corinth, straightening out some problems and pointing them down the right path. Amen. And those uh, applications are just as valid today as they were back then. We need this. In other words, you need this. Not the people down the road, not the church down the road, but you personally need this in your life. And so do I. So 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 12. But what I do that I will do that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein the glory, they glory, they may be found even as we. There were people called Judaizers back then, and a false cult, a religion, if if you will, and they were receiving money from the the Corinthians. And Paul said he wasn't even going to take no money from the church of Corinth just to prove them that he is right and he's not going to be on that level because the Judaizers were like a, a cult. And you know how a cult is, as long as you're giving your money and everything that you got, everything's okay. But the moment you stop that, See, they're not really worried about your time or your heart or your soul or where you're at biblically, but they do care about what you give. Careful with that, because any good church, any good pastor, any good preacher is going to care a whole lot more about your soul than what's in your wallet or your pocketbook. Amen? Because that's what matters to God is your heart. Where is your heart at? So that's what Paul's saying here. I cut off occasion. I'm not going to take any money. Uh, I'm serving you out of the love for the lord jesus christ and paul even says he robbed other churches to serve them now he doesn't mean he he took their money but he was being supported by other churches and he's he is giving to the church at corinth but he's not taking anything from them and paul was determined to continue his policy of not receiving money from the believers there at Corinth. And it's because the false teachers wanted to engage in and boasting and match with him. So hey, let them let them follow his policy that I don't want your money. I just want you to be right with God. Amen. That's a real preacher right there. That's a real evangelist right there. He doesn't want nothing from you except for you to give your heart to God. And listen to me, that's what I want from you. I want nothing from you except for you to give your heart to God. If you want to give to your ministry, amen. If you don't, amen. It's okay. I'm going to keep right on preaching. But I want you to be as close to God as you possibly can. Amen. I want you to be right with God. If you're not saved, I want you to get saved. If you drift away from God, I want you to start paddling back to him. Amen. 
There's no sitting still with God. You're either drifting away or you're moving toward him. That's what my mom always told me. There's no sitting still with God, Michael. You're the backsliding. That's why they call it backsliding. What do you got to do to backslide? All you got to do is to stop. Just stop. Just stop wanting the Lord. Stop reading your Bible. Stop praying. You'll start backsliding. You have got to actively seek after the Lord. God wants you to be close to him. God wants you to choose him. And here Paul saying, hey, if these Judaizers, this cult, if they're boasting, let them do what I'm doing. Because I'm just preaching to you. I don't want a dime from you. I just want you to be right with the Lord. And let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that's the same thing I want for you. And I tell you what, that cut the ground, that cut them Judaizers off, that cut that cult off at the knees. They had nothing else to boast about about them. Because all they were worried about was their monetary gain. Given to the work of the Lord, as they would call it. But really, they're just given to their own pocket. Verse number 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Did you hear what that said? There is such thing as a false apostle, deceitful workers. That dirty, rotten devil is so deceitful that it is incredible. The Bible even says that one day he'll, he'll deceive the very elect if possible. And he can sneak in under the radar, just like even people in the Bible who, who look at Solomon toward the end of his life. Uh, he had the wrong kind of women around him, and they allowed these different religions or cults around him, and it influenced him, and it pulled him away from the one true living God. And this is a man that built Solomon's temple to, to God. God greatly used him. But careful you allow in your life to influence you. And that's what Paul was telling them. These people are false apostles they are deceitful workers so i ask you today is 2022 i don't know exactly the year paul wrote this but it was probably around 1900 years ago how many more how many more false apostles how many more deceitful workers are there there are people that call themselves apostles to this day but there are no apostles alive all that they were the disciples and they have gone to be with the lord and i tell you what talk about prosperity you read how they died it is horrific how most of them were murdered, martyred, crucified upside down, sawed in half. I mean, thrown from a cliff. There was, they didn't, their life didn't end happily. One of them got dipped in a pot of boiling oil. So much for prosperity preaching, right? How God just, just wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and happy. Because if you look at what the disciples got in their life, and they truly were sold out to serve God, hey, there's going to be some suffering in this life, but the Bible says that these sufferings cannot compare to the glory to come. Listen to what I just said. Listen to what the Bible says, that these sufferings in this world that we have cannot compare to the glory to come. And the Bible even says that one day he'll wipe away every tear. But a false apostle, like verse 13 says, a deceitful worker, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Of course, they're going to tell you uh, what you want to hear. You want health, wealth, happiness, prosperity. Doesn't that sound good? It does. It makes the flesh just tingle. It sounds so good, but it's so false. It's so wrong, and it's so far from the truth and what the Bible truly says. And that can draw people in. Even Christians can get drawn up in that because it sounds good. It appeals to the flesh, in other words, from the, the eyes and, and, and your flesh. It appeals to it. You want that. We naturally want comfort. You will naturally go to your comfort zone unless you push yourself out. That's the whole reason people hire coaches, because that coach is going to push you out of your comfort zone because that's where you're going to stay. 
You won't do just one more rep or just one more lap or just one more workout. No, you've got to have somebody to push you. And that's why we hire trainers, is it not? Because naturally, we'll just slide back and put my feet up and go, well, I'll just sit here and rest a while. You have got to push yourself toward the Lord Jesus Christ because it is what's good for you. Look at verse number 14 with me. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. He said, and no marvel. For me, that's hard to grasp. How do I not marvel at that? That Satan, somebody so evil. I mean, if you read John chapter 10 and verse number 10, the Bible says he is here to steal, to kill, and destroy. That is the three reasons why he is here. That is his three goals here on earth. To kill, to steal, and to destroy. The Bible says, destroy what? Everything. You, your wife, your family, your marriage, your home, your kids, everything. But the Bible says here in verse number 14, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. No marvel. Satan himself transforms himself in, into light. But here's the thing. We've got so caught up into what cartoons say or, or what pictures look like or is satan himself is commonly portrayed today as a horned evil looking red creature with a tail but that's not true that's far removed from what the true satan the true deceiver looks like when he presents himself to you and I, can i just say he can present himself in many ways to many different people he doesn't just present himself to the poor drunkard who's wallowing down on Skid Row or the prostitute who's out on the street. No, he, he'll he shine his light on the richest, the fairest, the most brightest people that there is. Is he after those that are in the, in, in the gutter like I talked about? Absolutely, but he's after you too. He's after your family. He's after the people in high places. He's after the most well-educated people there is. He's after the best looking, the brightest, the best uh, that God has. Why? Because he's here to steal, to kill, and destroy. The Bible says that that is his job. So he says, don't marvel at that. That's what he's here for. And so th that's a false impression to think that he's only after those that are down in the, the girt or the people that'll just wear a, a shirt that says, I worship Satan on it. Yeah, that's shocking even to the world because they don't want to think that. I don't worship Satan. But the truth is, if they think they're following some light, the Bible says Satan himself has transformed him to an angel of light. This tells you he masquerades himself as an angel of light. And we might even say he poses as a minister of the gospel uh, wearing, we, we, you might think that he poses as a minister of the gospel wearing religious clothing or standing behind a pulpit in some fancy church or uses some called religion or he maybe he totes a bible uh satan certainly quoted scripture to jesus didn't he he certainly did he knew god's word he knew what the bible says maybe he's that but here's the telltale sign ladies and gentlemen that person that's a false preacher, that's a false teacher, that's a false apostle, that's a deceitful worker, like the Bible says, they will not preach the redemption through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to say that again. How do you know they're false or they're phony? Because they will not preach redemption through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Jesus shed his innocent blood on that cross for me and for you. And the Bible says, for if there was no shedding of blood, then there is no remission of sins. It is through the blood of Jesus that we are forgiven. So if you look at somebody and they sound good and they're uplifting and they look great and they got a big church and this, that, and the other, and they even carry a Bible, but they will not preach the redemption of your salvation through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can mark it down. They're phony, fake, and holy baloney. Yes, sir, I said that. Yes, ma'am, I said that. How can you be saved through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? How can your name be written in the Lamb's book of life through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? How can you receive eternal life and escape the damnation of hell through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? How do you know a preacher is a real preacher? He'll preach the blood. He'll preach redemption. He'll preach salvation through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. A false preacher will he'll stay far away from that. Many will even say the name of Jesus. Many will have a Bible, but they won't quote that, that this is how you get saved. This is how you're born again, that you repent of your sins and you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, where he shed his innocent blood for me and for you. Amen. I thank God for that. It saved my soul. It certainly did. It changed my life. It pulled me out of the muck of the mire and it set my feet on solid ground. And it can do the same for you. And I was that one that I'm sure my parents probably gave up on. I might have gave up on myself. But people were praying for me and I thank God for that. So you keep praying. You keep praying for that lost family member, that son or that daughter that's so far from the Lord, that grandchild that you think they're just so far gone. It's just pitiful. You listen to me. God can reach out and touch their heart no matter where they're at if they're on the other side of the planet. You have the right to approach the throne of God boldly through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, because you're saved, because you're born again. Boldly, the Bible says, boldly. You can boldly proclaim their name to the Lord. Listen to me. He can reach out across the planet and touch a person's heart. Thank God for that, that they may be redeemed through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 15. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. What it say? It's no great thing that if his ministers also be transformed into what? An agent of light. You know that just like God has a preacher, the devil has his so-called false preachers. He absolutely does. Some of them are rock stars. Some of them are rappers. Uh, some of them are just living for themselves. Some of them have thousands and millions of followers on social media. And they are setting the totally wrong and bad example and leading people down these wretched paths. And some of them stand behind a pulpit and tell people to live a good life and that they'll earn their way into heaven. Satan himself. Satan is never more satanic when he quotes the Bible because he can twist scripture. Did he not twist it when he spoke to Eve? He said, yea, hath God said? Yea, hath God said? Yes. Listen to me. If God said it, he means it. But what did Satan do? He took that scripture and he twisted it. What did Satan do when he spoke to Jesus about the Bible? He told him to throw himself off the cliff or turn those rocks into bread. Feed yourself. Satan is the great 
deceiver. If he can try to deceive Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, listen to that. Listen to what I just said. If Satan himself will try to deceive Jesus, the I am, the I am, God in the flesh, if Satan were to try to deceive him, what do you think he will do to me or to you? Hang on to that Bible. That Bible will put you on the right path. Amen. Satan himself poses falsely as all kinds of different agents. They, they praise as false teachers, as atheists, as, as infidels. Uh, they may propose they're a minister of some type of religion. There's all kinds of different ways. But the Bible says, listen, their end will be according to their works. They will be destroyed. Their deeds and what they're doing is going to lead them to the greatest doom they could ever imagine. It will lead them to the final perdition. They will be in the pits of hell with the great deceiver himself. That's what the Bible says. If there's, is there level? That answers the question. Is there levels to hell? I believe that there is. And I tell you, there's no got to be no worse place than where the devil himself is going. And if those those evil workers, those false apostles, those uh, agents of the devil, they will be cast down with him. And the Bible says for all eternity into hell. And there's something that's even worse than hell. It's called the lake of fire. And the Bible says that one day that death and hell itself will be cast into the lake of fire with the devil and his false prophets and false apostles and deceitful workers the ones in it were following him and and using that to gain money oh there's plenty of them out there there most certainly is and i tell you their doom will be the greatest damnation it'll be something beyond what we can even comprehend or imagine and you can read what the bible says about that verse number 16 i say again let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool receive me, that I might boast myself a little. And so here, Paul hopes that no one would think of him boasting, boasting as himself as a fool. Well, they're doing it. The false uh, teachers are doing it. He says, I say again, let no man think me a fool. The latter part of that verse also may boast a little. The real, that real has that has significance. The false teachers were doing plenty of boasting, plenty of bragging, plenty of lifting themselves up. And Paul, Paul, in effect, even says, even if you have to look me as a fool, which I'm not, Paul says, even then receive me so that I may do a little boasting like these men. But then he goes on to say, I don't think that's from the Lord, him boasting. I, I don't think so. And that, why do I think that? Because of this verse number 17. I don't think he was boasting because the Lord was telling him to boast. Listen to what verse 17 says. That which I speak, I speak it not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting. Because he says that, I speak it not after the Lord. I believe this is Paul speaking here, and he's letting us know that God's not telling me to say in this. He says, I speak it not after the Lord. And that Paul was acting, maybe he was acting seemingly a little foolish, if you will, a little bit of self-glory. He, he indulges in himself boasting. And he, he even says it's against my natural instincts. It's what my flesh wants, I think. 
And we all want that. It's so easy for us to do that, including myself. We're all in that basket. Listen to me. If you breathe oxygen and you're a human being, it's easy for you to get caught up in yourself and say, man, I'm, I'm a good person. I'm doing this. This is great. I'm doing some good things. That's what a lot of people do to think they're earning their way to heaven. They think, oh, I'm a good person. So Paul was thinking, hey, they're doing it, so I'm doing it too. And we can get caught up in like that sometimes. It's kind of like when people start talking about ailments. Man, my knee hurts. The other guy says, well, man, my shoulder hurts. The other guy says, man, my neck hurts. Before you know it, everybody's got something hurting on They won't tell you about it. And we're like that with everything. Why? Because we're human beings. Watch one person start yawning. One other person will yawn. Another person will yawn. Another. Why? Because it affects you. And could it affect Paul? Absolutely, it could. It can affect you, too, if you're not careful. Verse number 18. Seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. Verse 19. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing ye yourselves are wise. Seeing ye yourselves are wise. You suffer gladly. So what he's asking them to do himself that we're doing the others naturally, they consider themselves to be wise to be taken in foolishness. Careful with that. If you think yourself wise, the Bible says that you're a fool. They that compare themselves among themselves are not wise, the Bible says. And there that I know we like to think of the people down the road and we like to think of that other church or that other church member or this person or that brother or this sister or that family or this but the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible's talking about you. And me, they that compare themselves among themselves, are not wise. And he said in verse 19, For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing yourselves as wise. Notice he said it's you seeing yourself at wise, not that somebody else is saying you're wise. It's so easy to get caught up in that. And that's why the Bible is the perfect mirror when we look into it. And it shows the reflection of what we really are, and what we really need to change. Amen. And we don't like that. Come on now. Let's be honest. You don't like that. You don't like seeing that, man, I got this wrong with me. I got this pride problem and it, it's caused me so much hurt and it's called me to lash out or get mad or say things or hurt my marriage or, or whatever. Or, or maybe you got another kind of problem and the Bible reveals that to you and it shows it to you. And you said, God says, you need to fix that. We don't, we, don't, we don't like that, but the truth is that's the best thing for us. It's the best thing for us in our relationship with the Lord, in our relationship with our family, in relationship with our spouse, in relationship with our church it is the best thing for us to get that out of our lives and get it right, whatever it may be. If it's pride or, or guntingly and slothfulness, whatever. The Bible points it out. You need to deal with it. Verse 20. For ye suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. Nobody likes that one. Nobody wants to get smacked upside the head. He says, for ye suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man takes you up. In verse 21, he says, I speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak, howbeit wherensoever any is bold i speak foolishly i am bold also it's good to be bold for the lord jesus christ paul was the most one of the most boldest uh, evangelists in the bible that you read how many times was he beaten and stoned and shipwrecked and thrown in the prison all for what all for preaching the lord jesus christ 
all for preaching what I said false preachers won't preach about being the redemption is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you bold today, Christian? Will you stand up for the Lord? Will you tell how people to be people to be saved amen will you live for what's right will you boast not in yourself but boast in the lord and the redemption and the blood and through the lord jesus christ amen pray you have been blessed by today's message if you have been saved or are in need of a prayer please contact us at 352-247-9200 that's 352-247-9200 Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. 3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.